Hello and welcome to River Dames. My name is Jackie Farrow. My co-host is Stephanie Rogers and you are joining us for what I think will be our last episode ever talking about Riverdale. But maybe Whoa. we'll return to it Whoa. in we the future. Ta- I mean, we kind of talked about that off mic, Jackie, but uh, that was like very Oh, I'm sorry. Certain. Yeah, maybe we... <laughs> I guess it's good to, like, Dude. warn our listeners, though, in case we just don't come back next season, you know? I mean, we'll come back yeah. in other forms and media. Yes. We, Steph and, Steph and I have some conversation to have off mic about the structure of this podcast going forward. It's because our friendship <laughs> is ending. That's why, eager listeners. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Our, our friendship will last forever. Our friendship will last forever. And this podcast will last for longer than the three seasons of Riverdale yeah. that we've discussed so far. Because we're definitely yeah. going to do Fast and Furious movies this summer. And then we will... figure out what we're gonna do with the future maybe we'll just watch season four of riverdale i i do have some interest in season four of riverdale based on the way that this season ended but i'm getting a little ahead of myself Well, maybe we could do something where we like watch the whole season kind of like we're doing for these last five episodes yeah that's true so we'll see how this goes because what's about to happen is that we've watched five episodes of riverdale in a row (laughs) and we're just gonna talk about all of them i think it'll be it add for like an interesting flavor of because i think sometimes Maybe the bad things, uh, like, let's, let me ask you about your viewing experience of these five episodes, Jackie. Just overall, what's your relationship to Riverdale? No, okay. Overall, what's your, <laughs> like, what was your feeling coming out of these five episodes? It was so varied. I, I genuinely can't tell if I would be watching this show anymore if it wasn't for the fact that I, like, shared it with you. Because mm. I, I do watch, like, bad television. You know, like, I watch every season of The Flash all at once Mm. and I just like laugh at how it's dumb but I do it every season like it does bring me some like weird level of joy you also watch The Bachelor Bachelorette I I don't watch (laughs) that's slightly different my sisters watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette and I will just watch full episodes with them when Mm. I'm like home and I enjoy but yes I enjoy watching like dumb television I enjoy watching an episode of The Bachelor in isolation yes and I enjoy watching a season of The Flash in isolation I think it's hard for me to watch dumb television week to week well and that's what I think was great about watching these five episodes at once is that you know like something there's something to be said about the binge worthiness of Riverdale that it is a little bit Mm -hmm. better binging it yes I do I I think that I agree with that it was weird the thing that was weird about it for me was that there were like multiple times I was just like where's Reggie like did something happen to Reggie because it had been a while since I'd watched I was like did I forget is Reggie dead because kids just die on this show you know so it wasn't impossible that Reggie was dead that's what was interesting about and there was even that that almost happened to me with Josie a little bit too there was one episode where she wasn't really in it and then she was yeah I wrote where are Josie and Reggie in the first episode where Archie and Veronica were like kind of flirting with each other and then Josie came and she just like broke up with Archie to end things so I was like did did Reggie die? Like, did I miss Reggie? Yeah. Did Reggie move? Like, where was is Reggie he? Was Reggie actually baby teeth? Like, what? was Reggie baby um, teeth? But also something I think you would have liked about these last five episodes is, except for, like, two episodes, Hermione and... Uh, Hiram were not in it that much. I know, and I did not like when Hiram was like re- that whole episode about arresting Hiram. I was like, get out of here! Like, yeah. why is this character regressing? We just got over his whole Archie <laughs> vendetta, yeah, and then it comes back up just but for I, him to go to jail. I almost think they did that because they realized they don't like that they're writing bad television with those that with that couple to begin with. So they were like, I think they were like, we need to like get rid of him. You know? Yeah. Not in like a, just like make him less of an important point. Cause, cause like, I forgot 
I for one, I just kind of like forgot about Hiram existing. So the first couple of episodes that we watched, he wasn't really there. And then it was so funny the episode when they came back with the try and send him to jail thing. And I was like, oh, this is so funny because I bet Jackie might have actually liked those episodes more than normal just because those people weren't there. And also because like, like Veronica was still in it, but she just like what didn't have to focus on her parents as much, which was kind of fun to see, you know? Yeah. I think my biggest gripe, well, and then the whole arc with Veronica, like, I never actually owned any of my businesses. I was like, well, I guess that's what happens when you're a child business owner. I think my biggest gripe with this show in general is that I like, I I really like stories about, like, kids and, like, people in high school. I think that Mm -hmm. high school is, like, a very fascinating place and time in life and so it's frustrating to me how Riverdale squanders that sort of setting where you have like the thing that's interesting about high school is that like you just have to spend eight hours a day with people who are very different from you you know like you don't have to do that in adult life and so to squander that when you have this like very interesting device of just like life is weird when you're between the ages of 14 and 18 (laughs) like that makes me sad but then Also, because they're, like, in high school, we're not really, like, in the adult world either. So there's, like, these multiple episodes where Jughead is just, like, a cop. It's like, why doesn't he just be a cop? But because he's actually, like, a high school student, there's no, like, accountability for all the police brutality he's responsible for, you know, which there wouldn't necessarily be on a cop show. But it's just, like, he's not quite a cop because he is supposed to be a high schooler, but he's definitely not a high schooler. There's an episode where, like, he gets a phone call in the middle of the day. He's like, Dad, where's Jellybean? And his dad's like, I dropped her off at school. I'm like, Jughead, why are you not at school? Yeah, yeah, you're right. The other other funny thing was there was that moment when we find out that, uh, Evelyn is 26 and I was like that makes I mean like it was funny because it was like what but then it was also like that makes sense because all of these people are like 26 and like uh, you know like it's just like I felt very weird in the episode where Archie and Hiram were boxing because I was like this just looks fine but this if this was actually like a 17 year old child boxing like a grown man this would look very different yes like they look like adults so, like, they should just be adults. Yes. The funny thing about that to me was just the fact that, like, Hiram is actually still fit enough to, like, do that. You know, like, you forget that he's <laughs> kind of, like, a jacked dude. And it was like, I was like, why are you challenging Archie? He's going to beat you. And then I was like, wait, you're actually good at th- Yeah, I forgot you were, like, a wrestler. And you're actually very good. And also, the other moment about that, okay, I know I'm just, like, jumping into a very specific, about one very specific episode. But that fight scene was so funny to me when they take off the gloves. Because I don't think yes. I knew... <laughs> Until that point, like, oh, the gloves are also for, like, your personal... Like, I thought the gloves were to to protect the person throwing the punches so you don't, like, hurt your hands when you're punching. But it's also actually, like, a softer cushion when you're hitting that person. Right, yeah. So I didn't didn't really kind of put that together. And I was like, oh, damn, like... Although, I don't actually know. Is it, like, football where, like, the padding makes people punch harder? Are there more or fewer KOs when people box without gloves? Probably more. Like I think it would probably more I, I, without I just because people analogy. are gonna, but I think it's also like you're gonna more likely kill the other person when you're just using your bare hands than you are with the boxing gloves. Yeah, that's fair. Like in the same way with like, I, football, I would believe that I just have no sense of it. Yeah, but the, with football, the analogy that Jackie was making is that like when they started introducing more padding to the sport, there was actually more brain concussions, but there were way fewer like deaths, you know. But there's still more TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. Mm. That makes sense then, probably. The, the, boxing, you probably... Because people used to just, like, die boxing, right? Like, so I like, think so, yeah. I mean, I think some people still do. Probably. Yeah. 
that boy just died in an episode yeah okay so let's let's should we start with that first episode well so yeah wait actually last last thing i think i want to say about like taking all these five shows in at once is that i think it just kind of like took away some of the like when we come every week and we like do our show together and we kind of talk about like all the stupid things that like they're doing and like all like you kind of like have to just keep moving when you're binging so like you can't like take the time to be like super i was like well, I was kind of happy that they sent off Josie to, like, do what she should be doing, but they were also just, like, writing around the show. I, I, I don't even know why they wrote it. I, I, I was annoyed at that, but, like, I kind of just had to keep moving because I was binging the next episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the other thing about this is that having watched it week to week and, like, being somewhat connected to – because watching this at the end of the year when, like, upfronts are happen, have happened already, so, like, I know that – that actress playing that character, Josie's going to be in the Riverdale spinoff, Katie Keene, that's, oh. like, going to be premiering probably next fall or whatever, like, coming. I don't know if they have a release date announced for it. But so, like, I was, like, when we saw Josie, I was, like, oh, are they going to write her off into her spinoff show? I don't really know what's happening here. But, like, I have a lot of questions about that because of the timing of binging it. And also, every time we saw Fred, I was, like, is he going to die on screen are they yeah. gonna acknowledge is he where what's gonna happen with him but they, they just didn't kill him at all yes which i think in, is fine so the episode when they brought in molly ringwald i think that whole episode was actually supposed to be with fred and they rewrote her in it yeah i guess that she's just his primary parent now <laughs> which is funny because like her motivation would be totally to leave river like she wouldn't come and stay with him in Riverdale she'd be, but I guess there is something to be said about like oh it's his senior year and moving him for his senior year would be sucky so she can like handle being there for one year you know what I'm saying yeah but he's also trying to drop out of school I mean he could maybe just drop out and move to Chicago yeah but I don't think but this would be a big thing this is implying that I think that it's just gonna seem like Fred is out of town <laughs> On and off. I think I think they just didn't want to I think they had already written this season and it would have been way too much like I, I mean, it would have been actually, wild if they killed Fred. Yeah, yeah. And I actually really liked the way they wrapped up. Like, way more than the Black Hood stuff, I really liked the way they tied up the G&G stuff. I, we could talk more about that, I guess, when we get to the last episode. Yes, yeah, we could talk more about that. But I do, th- I do think that uh, the only reason that... I, I feel like Archie's character arc in this show now has been just like a circle like it's very weird to me that these last five episodes included archie killing someone again archie getting back into fighting just like a lot of stuff that archie had been moving yeah. away from archie facing He's now like, like this weird bear person <laughs> yeah. i forgot it was funny because in that moment they were like he was like not again and i was like oh i forgot you had like been hurt by a bear i was like is he gonna have to fight another literal bear and then it was I just it was a man and i was like oh, okay too. and i was like how is that how is this show going to justify him being able to defeat a bear because that's like impossible like you know <laughs> It was, it was insane that he was able to escape that bear attack the first time. I actually have a lot of thoughts about the challenges on that episode. I, we should talk about them, but let's, should we... Do we want to track the arc of characters, or do we want to just go episode by episode and share our thoughts? Maybe let's just do episode by episode, and... Yeah. And I feel, I feel okay. like the first three are, like, kind of blendy all together, and then there's the... Well... Yeah, let's just go episode by episode. Okay. My biggest takeaway, the, the, the first episode that we watched is the fifth to last episode, Jawbreaker. I think chapter 53 is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that stood out to me the most in that episode was the fact that Betty, like, kidnapped her mother. <laughs> yeah. That was very weird. 
And there was that whole thing where her mom was like, I love you, but you have to let me go. And I was like, what? She's a, like, she's your, you're her legal guardian. You can't, what do you mean let her go? Yes. That was very, I didn't understand that. I didn't track with it. Was this also the episode where she listens to the tapes of her mom saying she's evil? Yes, I think so. Which was just, oh, because this is before she figures out that the dead people are like drugs, right? Or like like hypnosis and then like... This whole episode was very weird to me because Betty is like, I just got to prove to people that their dead relatives are actually dead. And it was like, of course they know that their relatives are actually dead. Like they're, this is like I a know, religious was, experience. They're talking to them from beyond the grave. But then it was like, like then Cheryl was like, you can doctor video all the time. I know Jason's still alive. And it's like, so you think that Jason is still alive, but he won't leave like a random room in the farm and he only talks to you after you've been hypnotized? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was just wrong. Well, it's funny because the person who could almost more say that they were seeing a real living person would be um, Alice because we never right, saw Right, because Charles her. could be alive. Yes, so, like, it was weird to pick Cheryl saying that about Jason. You know, like, it almost was like, you. I kind of wanted that moment for her, for, like, Cheryl to be like, I know he's dead, but, like, we're still, like, they're connecting me to his ghost. Like, you know, it would have it been very easy for them to be, like, ghosts, not, like, living. Like, because that just doesn't make, like, that's this, like, weird, cons- like, how how could the people who he was hypnotizing not be like so you're just kidnapping my brother and holding him hostage here and like only showing him to me because i'm like part of you guys now you know that's just like crazy yeah like what if i had never joined what were you gonna do with my brother who you've had in captivity for years (laughs) yeah like what well it was it was it was crazy when they suggested jason maybe being alive alive like when Jughead yes. went to go and look for so what that didn't happen this episode though right that didn't happen this episode we'll get okay. to that we'll get to that <laughs> but that was that was absolutely bonkers yes but I also kind of loved it I did I did love that this season they brought Cheryl back to her brother because sometimes I kind of forget like I like that there was a couple of commentary I don't know if it was this episode but saying like oh, it kind of all started with Jason, but then people are like, oh, but didn't it start with the gargoyle, like, the game of gargoyles started before Jason, and it's like, maybe it's this town. Like, I kind of like that, like, cyclical, like, it could have started at any point. You could just pick, like, this town is twisted, kind of, like, because you, like, the show, like, in the first season was very, like, kind of hell-bent on saying, like, like, this caused everything, now everything else is messed up, when it's really, like, like, it, it does almost seem that way. Like, this town is, like, so severely messed up that it's, like, how wasn't this bad stuff happening before Jason? Mm-hmm. But it was, like, oh, but it was. But, like, people were just, like, kind of, like, blind to it. And now everyone's just, like, seeing it through these kids, you know? Yes, I agree. Okay. Any other thoughts on this episode? Just that I thought it was... I'm I'm confused about Fangs's place in this town because he's part of the farm gang, but he's also part of Archie's boxing crew. And there was a moment when he was, like really grieving baby teeth and i was like are you guys friends because your names are both about teeth (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny i like that a lot um yeah they were like really intense about boxing being the way to like honor him which i was kind of like annoyed by that was weird to me because was baby teeth a boxer wasn't he in the fight club yes in the i feel like fighting from a boy in honor of a boy who was like forced to fight for his life well it's kind of of weird that when all of them came out of the prison they kind of just like joined this boxing club it's it, it kind of makes sense in some way that like the trauma of like a forced 
it's kind of like all you know after the, like you know like a lot of like people who were in slavery like they knew how to like how to tend to farm so then they became sharecrop but it's almost like interesting because it's like oh but all of their roots are in this kind of like trauma of like tend to you know it's just i don't know i don't know yeah i, I think that the sharecropping example is like a little bit also is like is much more informed by like economic exploitation but i do think that there probably is some level of like wanting to feel control over your body and like choosing to fight is maybe like a shortcut to feeling that sense of like autonomy that i could that oh. i would believe like I like that. This is a more positive spin on it. I I felt more like it's just like it's all you know. Like and now it's like you have to. Oh, do like that they thing. are being exploited by. It. But the thing was that they were choosing to fight. It wasn't like they were like getting hired to fight, and they were like, "This is my only skill." It was like only one of them got a job, and he left Elio pretty quickly. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy that they like had Mad Dog leave him because I really thought they were gonna like keep. That's that's well. Still, again, the show is so annoying because they'll make decisions and they'll quickly back out of them the next episode. That was the other thing that was funny to me about this episode is when Archie is boxing with the boy who's fighting for Elio, who's on drugs, and Mad Dog was like, "He's using drugs," and Elio put the drugs in his water and then the man is foaming at the mouth in the middle of this boxing match and the ref is like i don't know it sometimes it happens sometimes they're just foaming at the mouth in the middle of a boxing match yeah that was that was funny like the only way you could call this is if you forfeit like that man is foaming at the mouth i do think this episode did a good job of like connecting that jughead arch with the the Archie, like, you know, like the fact that like, oh, there are drugs in the ring and there's also all of these drug cases happening in town, you know? At first I was confused because I was like, there are too many drugs. Is is there a separate performance enhancing drug that's going around? And then I was like, oh no, everyone's just doing like speed. Some to perform better in boxing and some just like for kicks. I, but I think, I think it was a bad batch of... Uh, Fizzle, what is it called? Fizzy rock, fizzle rocks? Fizzle rocks. But fizzle, fizzle rocks rock seems to be slightly hallucinogenic, so it would be weird to be giving your boxers like a hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic drug yeah, before right. they fight. That, that does, you're right. I was, I was thinking it was just. Like I think a that fizzle rocks is supposed to be like like an amphetamine, though. Maybe okay. Maybe it's fizzle in rocks. this episode at least. Yeah, maybe it was fizzle rocks that was cut with some form of speed, which kind of like adds this like okay, you're hallucinating, but you're also like doped up. So then you're like really yeah. aggressive. And uh, potentially Elio just had the speed part and yes, was getting yeah. it from that, Kurtz that makes as sense. well. Because he did call it, he called it G, which was not fizzle rocks. Yeah. So that makes sense. But G, yeah. G sounds like gargoyles, you know, like griffins and, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. Classic G. Classic G. I actually, one thing I did want to say about this episode was that, oh, oh, that, yeah, that's what I was just saying, that I liked, I liked that there was like kind of this tie-in across the two storylines of the drugs yes yes because uh, like because i think it was just a good like i think this show got better this episode at not actually I, I would say that about all of the last five episodes of the season they had their like i'm still kind of annoyed by their little like convo that they have at the beginning of the episode where they all meet in that weird senior lounge and they're like this is what we're up to okay now we go our separate ways but i also like kind of think that it's like necessary and I do think they do a better job just, like, balancing it. Like, I think, like, I, I was really happy that Betty and Jughead, like, didn't need to be together really at all. But they, like, kind mm-hmm. of informed each other. But it, because it, it almost felt like last season that led to them, like, breaking up because they just, like, didn't keep up with what, one, what was going on with one another because just everything moved so quickly. But here it's like, oh, everything moves so quickly. We'll update each other as we go. Yeah. And it didn't felt like it was any person was sacrificing their like agency for the other you know Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yeah. Everyone sort of had their own thing going on. Yeah. The exception maybe being Veronica, who's just yeah. like trying to get involved in everyone's business affairs. Yes. It's yes, just she's... like her character trait now is that she's always like, oh, should I ha- organize some people betting on this? Yes. Like, why? Oh my God, she's crazy. Um... Uh, so this episode ends with Archie oh, killed oh, that boy. Last thing, I don't like how they just kind of skipped over Choni. Like, remember like Tony was like broken up with Cheryl and kind of like the Cheryl being in danger issue just kind of erases her having to deal with the effects of like still having an abusive girlfriend, you know? I know their relationship is so weird. It was like, we went through this stuff where we were showing that they have issues and that Cheryl is like controlling and and can be the worst in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. And then we just acted like it didn't happen. And then they're like saving each other back and forth in these yeah. last few episodes. Yes. So, I, I, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I do. I did. I did like that Cheryl got taken in by the cult, and I kind. I kind of like that Tony got taken in by the cult, but actually, I don't think Tony would have gotten taken in by the cult. This is the thing for me is that I had my biggest problem for the first couple. Once we get to the organ donating reveal, I'm like on board with the cult as dangerous and terrible, mm-hmm. and I think that Betty goes about dealing it with it a weird way. Mm-hmm. But I think that like. Up until I am never afraid of the cult, and in like the next episode, I think we have that whole thing where they're like running after her and they're chanting "Join us" or whatever, and she's like, "No, I don't want to," and she just leaves. And they're like, "Wait, come back!" And they're not dangerous, and people seem to love the farm. Like Tony has made a family for herself twice in gangs, and if the farm was able to convince her that like this is where she is most loved and accepted then I feel like the farm is doing a good thing for her, you know? Yeah. Like, like I get that they're a cult, but they also are, like, not really posing any threat to anyone. And so Betty's reaction to them for every episode except for the last two, I just feel like, girl, calm down. Sometimes yeah. people have different religious beliefs than you, and that's fine. You don't have to, like, say they've been brainwashed, especially since they're not making you... Like, your mom has not forced you to move into this cult home. Yeah, it's funny because, like... These couple, like, I felt, like, before these couple, like, the first couple episodes, you're right that they do kind of make the farm seem, like, like, people keep passing in and out, you know? Like, you would seem like you'd yeah. expect it to be more and closed And people door. are living, yeah, people are living normal lives. Like, Fangs is still part of the boxing pa- club, yeah. but he just also, like, worships at the farm. <laughs> yeah, which is, it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Like, like you, you the cult should have been a do, doing a better job, like cutting people off from their social ties outside the farm you know yeah i agree because i I felt like before these first couple episodes that i didn't trust the farm and then you start trusting the farm and then you're like oh no they're harvest donors and maybe that was like kind of their tactic was like oh we want them to like subdue them into thinking like oh maybe betty's like just being aggressive but at the same time like if they're going to be like if they're going to be a real cult and they're trying to get all these people to, like, do this stuff. Like, they have to be acting like a cult where they're trying to separate them from, front, you know? And I, right. I, guess, I guess I never trusted the farm. Like, I never wanted to join the farm. I never wanted Betty to join the farm. Oh. But I never understood her vindictiveness towards them until they tried to harvest her organs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I was, was like, I get it. I don't know how Kevin... <laughs> Kevin's in a messed up place now, you know? Poor Kevin. Like, also, that, that last was, episode the with thing Kevin. that was craziest to me, like, if 
what it's such a weird crime because you can very easily like go to a doctor and be like can you perform an x-ray and just make sure i still have two kidneys you know like yeah like if someone introduces an element of doubt that like did a did that man remove my kidney and sell it for profit like you can easily go find out so the fact that kevin is like don't you ever do that again betty when she like reveals the scar i just thought was I was like, man, this boy's really in denial about the fact that his organs have been <laughs> that harvested. That organ is missing. That's crazy. Yeah. I still want to know if that, remember a couple episodes back when they were asking about, like, uh, do you have any dead, like loved ones who have passed away? And then, like, the thing about the fingernail biting. I wonder if fingernail biting has anything to do with organ donation or something. <laughs> like, some weird. <laughs> like, I think maybe fingernail biting, like, during surgery, don't you need to, like, take off people's, like, nail polish to see... Something going on with their fingers. I don't know. Something like I don't know. I really want. I don't know. I don't know. That was kind of a tangent for me, but I just wanted that to come tie back in. The the nail biting. Yeah, it never seemed to matter. No, it really. Maybe it matters for ascending. Maybe Maybe Kevin bites his nails. Dang, that's why they left him behind. They were like, "We need one, the nail biter." Poor Kevin. Okay, so the way that this episode ends, Archie kills that man. Tony joins the farm, but at this point, she's a a spy for For Betty. Betty returns her mom to Evelyn, and Jughead... What's Jughead up to? Jughead this whole time is investigating the the drug thing, and he... What does he find out at the end of this? Uh, At the end of... Oh, this is at the end of this one. They arrest Kurtz, right? And then the next episode is their whole little journey, and then they find out, like, oh... Jelly beans missing at the end of this episode. At the end of this episode, they find out jelly beans missing. That was and like then a the next episode they're trying to save. Her, oh, that's I so think. that's so interesting. Jelly bean, that that was... the the final shot is jelly bean looks at the the gargoyle king. Whoa! But then later we find out she just was like it was a man in a costume, which it turned out to be. But I was like jelly bean, that was a very thorough costume. I can't believe you were not scarred at all. Wait, who was in the? Co- oh, she goes Lexus with Randy, then. the it little was chick. boy. Chick was in the costume. Sorry. I was kind of like, I just, yes. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot who the Gargoyle King was. <laughs> oh, and the, la- uh, the last thing is that Betty finds out that her mom and uh, Edgar are going to get married. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's crazy. Like that, that's And crazy. she's like mad that her parents are getting divorced. It's like, your dad is a serial killer. Why will no one let their parents divorce their criminal other parents in this show? <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, it's fun. Well, I do. Okay, is the, is the next episode the one with Hal? So the next, no, the next episode is the one with the, I mean, I think that Hal does appear. I think she goes to visit Hal. In yeah, it, no, and that's really like, he has he, to trick her to get, get him on the mission. He, yeah, he, he dies, but he doesn't die. But, but the big thing that's happening this episode is the Jones family is running around doing all these errands for Kurtz. Yes. Which is very weird to think, like, why did, why did Chick Cooper kill Kurtz? I don't know. That was like kind of random of him. <laughs> he was not a great human that chick <laughs> you know what was also crazy well this ended up being false but that freaky thing when they told benny that she has the uh the serial killer gene that's not i, I read an article about that afterwards because i was like that can't be real there is like a gene that is you know like probably like 40 percent of the population has this low m-o-a-o m-a-o-a gene or whatever and then there's another gene as well the oh, article cool. I was reading was like, I'm ignoring this. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it, there, it, it is like a real thing. But also it's carried on the X chromosome. So her mom would have to have it. Oh, weird. 
Maybe you should do the research, Riverdale. Yeah, come on, Riverdale. <laughs> Just read the first two articles that come up when you Know your this. basic genetics. <laughs> Genetic predisposition for violence. It's maybe a thing, you know, but it's always tenuous research. Like, behavioral genetics is always so mm-hmm. tenuous, and yeah. you have to be very careful when you're doing that research to not be making clay, like, trying to, like, biologize things that are not yes. biology, because that has historically been a bad thing. <laughs> Yes. But there is there is there's a tentative link and and the, the genes that they said are real. Yes. But yeah. Um what did you think about this episode with um Jughead's mom? Like I didn't like it. I, at first I was like is Gladys still running the drug trade? Shouldn't she because I I just at the beginning of the episode was like, oh, maybe Gladys is like scheming here because Jellybean seemed to be in on something. Yes. At the when Gladys and Jellybean arrived. Yes. And I was like, oh, so maybe Gladys is trying to like coerce them to do something by making it seem like Jellybean's in danger or yes. something, and that's like their big scheme. Yes. But then that wasn't the situation, and it was like Jellybean just seemed to be like like Jellybean never got to do her role in the thing. She was just supposed to, I guess, distract the dad while the mom sold drugs. Yeah. And the mom wasn't even that good at drug dealing because she lost control of Kurtz pretty quickly. Yeah. And then, and then she's not even like, you know how she was so intense and like kind of evil. Like, she was not that way. As soon as, like, Jill, I mean, which I guess makes sense that, like, once your daughter is, like, at risk of dying, you kind of, like, freak out a little bit. And you're like, I got to fix this, you know? <laughs> um, but she just, like, doesn't, she doesn't even put up a fight to, like, stay or, like, it was just, it was a kind of weird way for everything to come out, you know? And the fact that Jughead's, like, now kind of forgiven her. It was, like, a weird, it was a weird, like, 180 that everything happened. And the whole episode, it's just as so weird that FP and Jughead are, like, cops. Because there's that moment where she, they're beating up Kurtz. It's like, this is police brutality. Like, this is not okay. Yeah. And then the mom confesses she's been running a drug ring. And and there's just, like, the dad has no obligation to arrest her. They don't really deal with that. It's like, why would you introduce this element of those characters if they're going to be bad at their jobs and it's not going to affect their relationships when they're, like, tied up in crime? Like, that's, that's an interesting idea. Like, what if someone who was involved in organized crime became a member of law enforcement? What would that look like? Yeah. But this show is not interested in answering that. So why even propose it? Yeah, it really, it really didn't make sense. And that, it was funny because, like... There was moments like this episode with the whole like stealing from pops and then Jughead like takes off his hat and is like, don't, don't, you know, like you almost feel like FP could have come like in his plain face and like intimidated him a little bit being like, I'm the cop, I need this or something. I don't like it was interesting that they went masked, you know, because like Mm -hmm. he could have used his, I mean, I think he just wanted to keep that, he wanted to keep, because I, th- I think they ultimately wanted to keep him in the police position, which is kind of silly that, like, what are they going to do that with that, with that next year? I don't know. I don't know. It was well, funny because in that other episode. episode when Cheryl's leaving, she's like, Mr. Keller is a lawman. There'll be consequences. I was like, Mr. Keller is just like a random boxing coach. The lawman is <laughs> F.P. Jones now, and he does not care about the law. <laughs> it's so, Mr. Keller's made such a weird transition in this season. <laughs> I, do, I do hope he becomes like a second dad to Aunt Archie though because I do like him yeah I no, I love Mr. Keller but also yeah, Kevin, pro- how did he not realize Kevin's like going off the deep end I, I don't know because the farm is not that bad people just go to worship services and then they come home at night if he's they like want you to. know what it's okay to try out different religions son although some people live at the farm <laughs> Kevin and Fang seem to have a little apartment yeah that was funny 
Also, you know what was really funny about once Tony joined the farm? It was like Evelyn and all the LGBTQ students of Riverdale were in the farm. <laughs> yeah, the farm is like a little gay rights group. It was just or, like not necessarily right. They're not doing like advocacy, but, but it's, it's so, like a queer support group. Yeah, it was just so funny that they like what you know like well because they recruited all those conversion therapy kids <laughs> yeah they need to find their own kind of religion that isn't like tainted by that kind of shit you know yeah right i mean it seemed like it was very healthy except for the oregon donation piece <laughs> oh my god that, that's that's still absurd absurd well there's also didn't they do that like walking across the hot coals i guess that's not like yeah but that was fine it yeah. was not that dangerous no one was that hurt no one has ever been in danger by the farm until they were like removing people's kidneys <laughs> Hmm. It really goes from zero to a hundred there. It does, pretty fast. <laughs> pretty fast. I was wondering, does Polly have all her organs, or did they already remove her kidneys? <laughs> well, that was crazy to me that Polly was in that position where she was tricking her sister. It I know, feels... what's Polly's deal? Well, Because Polly's also been in the farm, because like, this is the farm that Jason was going to run to in season one. Yeah. It's still so, she's been in it for a while, so she feels like... Also, her babies, how old are they? <laughs> I think at this point they should be like one and a Two. half, right? Yeah. They just look very young. They look like little newborns still. They do, yeah. They should be toddling around. They should, the toddlers, toddling. Yeah. Also, how did you feel about Penny Peabody being back? It wasn't, wait, so wait, when she came back, it was funny, the whole kind of like eye patch thing. <laughs> I don't know, like I was like. I, it I made me feel like, why is this woman returning to this? T- like, clearly, just avoid the Jones family. They're constantly brutalizing you. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Um, wait, what was the reveal for that? Because they were, they, he was like, she was the Cyclops. It was like, our your next step is to fight the Cyclops. Oh, and Jughead was like, who's the Cyclops? And then Gladys was like, I know, it's probably that lady whose eye I removed. And then she knew where she was. Also, that's funny. Um, that like. Mm. So wait, what did you think? What did, uh, like, I, well, anyway, Penny Peabody, she didn't have to come back. It's, it, this, this show is fun. It's also, it's funny because, like, Chick came back, you know, like, I don't know if, uh, I don't know. I, like, Penny Peabody didn't serve any purpose except to be, like, a task to kind of defeat, and it was kind of cool having someone from the past that you could, like, defeat, but. But it did make me wonder, like, who roped you into this? Like, yeah. who do you owe money to that you're participating in this? Yeah, because she was, when she was around Dungeons and Gargoyles, like, wasn't even a thing yet. Yeah. So she wasn't, like, playing the game. Weird. Was she ever in prison? No, no, she just was, like, attacked and then... Yeah, she's just constantly getting beat up by <laughs> Joneses. Too kicked funny. out of gangs by the Joneses. Kicked out of gangs. Just move. And she ended up in Ohio, so it was like, just keep going west, lady. Yeah, dang. Also, I thought it was very funny when uh, Edgar was trying to convince Betty to join the farm and was like, your best friend Kevin is here. I know, <laughs> That was my favorite moment. Because they keep trying to tell her that, like, everyone is here that you love. But it's like, you also have Jughead and Archie and Veronica who are not in this. And, like, the show makes a pretty big deal that that's important to them. So they're like, Kevin. Kevin's your best friend. (laughs) And it kind of, like, makes you flash back to season one when the two of them were, like, in her room, like, talking about Archie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, best friends. Kevin is so funny. I still can't get over the fact that he was left behind. I know. And he was like, they left me behind. I wanted to go. I wanted to go. And you're like, Kevin, I'm happy you're still on the show. And like, you couldn't be ascending because they wanted to keep you. But also, like, they took your He should be like, I refuse to keep doing this. (laughs) What if they took everyone who ascended, everyone who ascended was someone who wasn't an organ donor yet? (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah, that's true. Kevin is missing his kidney already. Kevin is, in fact, someone who you should really get rid of because he's great proof that what just happened was a crime. Yeah, yes. Because <laughs> you could do an x-ray of that boy and he'll be missing a kidney. Oh, my God. I'm surprised no one has actually died at the hands of the farm. Well, I guess that's why the FBI is investigating them and stuff. And It was funny because the surgical tools were so primitive, but I was like, this is kind of what just hospitals in general look like in yeah. Riverdale. So maybe this is the best kidney removal you could get anyway it, it was funny with the moments when you saw the like the ter surgical team that two women and then they were like they were like yeah this is like old-timey riverdale hospital setting the thing that i liked about this episode was i thought that it was a shrewd deployment of penelope's backstory when they were getting the twins out of there because it was like you know what it's like to be adopted by people who just want to exploit you wait she knows what it's like to be adopted? Yeah. Uh, oh, Penelope. Penelope. Oh, Cheryl's mom. Yes. Yes, yes, I did like that. Oh, wait, you didn't like that. I did. That was my favorite thing about this episode. Yes, I, I, I liked that too. I also like, like, I mean, that's what I, when we get to the last episode, we'll talk more about Penelope, but like, I thought, I remember how in the beginning of the season we were like, we would just want more Penelope because this whole like, mistress house is kind of cool and brothel is like weird. And the, weird and cool. And then like, we kind of did get more of her at the end of the season. Yeah, and, but we less got a little problem. bit more of the... We, we met that one dominatrix a couple times. Yes. I liked her. I liked her, too. She was helping the cops. Yeah. She was a mole. <laughs> <laughs> and the cops were not interested in enforcing any consequences on sex workers, which was nice. But that's because the cops don't care about any laws. Yes. <laughs> um, when Josie and Archie broke up, I was like, I wonder if they ever talk about Val. Like, what's up <laughs> with Val? <laughs> uh, Archie's dated so many people at this point. I know. I also thought it was funny multiple times in this episode and the next episode. People keep saying like, "I think you're Endgame," or like, "We're not Endgame." And I was like, "I, know. I wonder if the Marvel Cinematic Universe exists in this universe. Like, <laughs> are they referencing that movie when they say Endgame, or does it not have that meaning right well, now?" You know what I start thinking of is like the Taylor Swift song, like, "You want to be Endgame? Don't want to be your first string or something." Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Are they gonna play that song?" Because I feel like they should be playing it. But they didn't. No, they, didn't. they just kept saying Endgame in earnest. Also, like, they're not Endgame. Like, they were just really into each other sexually, as we've always said. And now it's... Veronica like, and Archie? Putting, yeah, like they, were, like, they were in this, like, weird kind of good place that I kind of liked for them now. Where they were, like, being I know, friendly. well, but they like, like having actually, sex with each other too much. I was very happy and content with them. Because I was like, oh, yeah, they, like, were never really that into each other. And now that people are like, oh, yeah, you're Endgame. What? But I do think that their relationship is so sexual that it is, like, hard for them to just be friends. Because, like, when they're sharing any emotional intimacy, like, they want to turn it into physical intimacy. Yeah. I think it would be better for them. Like, I think that they would be closer and they would have a healthier relationship if they were just friends. But I get why they're, like, whenever they're spending time together and, like, near each other, they both are just, like, should we make out right now? (laughs) Like, Like, you could tell that's what they want. Yeah. They're interesting people. Yeah. Oh, one last thing that was weird about that to me was I thought it was funny that Evelyn had every, like, diploma from her many schools in her file. Like, why would you leave such an obvious paper trail? And then also it was funny that everyone on the farm was, like, open about their the wedding in a way, like, the fact that they were married in a way that made me feel like, is everyone on the farm married to each other? Because it's yes. so weird that Alice is marrying Edgar that, like, maybe they're just all sort of well, ceremoniously married. Yes, it made me kind of feel like, oh, it was like a polygamy thing. Yeah, especially because we watched, like, that weird Fangs and Kevin wedding. So it's like, maybe they just are constantly getting married on the farm. Wait, are Kevin and Fangs married? No, I don't think so. But there was that weird ceremony yeah, in the musical weird. episode. So maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know it's anymore. A, it's a weird farm. It is. Anyway, at the end of this episode... Josie leaves, and Hal is Hal is dead. 
Yeah. And, dead? and Betty ran from the farm. Yes. Hal is dead, question mark. <laughs> but now we move on to the next episode, which is prom night. Hal's not dead. <laughs> yes. And Hal has a hook for a hand. <laughs> and there are so many people dead at the prom. It was crazy. Yeah, that, that, it was the hook for the hand was amazing. Like I'm very happy this that it's is... been added to the canon of Hal Cooper. <laughs> and Betty was so casual about all those dead bodies when she was like running around. Like that was horrifying. Yeah, it was funny because the one thing she screamed about was the 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 head the one that was headless. And like, oh, was that what that was? I couldn't tell what it was. It was such a quick shot. Well, but it was a beheaded student. It was beheaded because it was like they needed the head, I think, for Hal. Because they they was like, oh, we had five heads or something. Remember? Well, that was so funny when he was like, we found part of a hand. I was like, isn't that suspicious? Yes. <laughs> there was just like a severed hand mixed in with all these bodies. Yeah, it was funny because he was like, you know, in retrospect, this hand looks severed. And you're like, why? Why didn't you think it looked severed before? <laughs> They're so dumb at the police office. Well, I hate that. I hate that mortician guy. And so it's also just funny that guy sucks in his the, job. He's the son of like that other. He's mortician the son guy. of an actual mortician. <laughs> so it's just like hilarious. Uh, what a weird, what a weird situation. Yeah, I was. I thought that was very well done when Betty's running around. I was I was confused when we were getting the flashbacks to the mom because it's the same actress. I was like, why are why are you wearing two different outfits? Yeah. And then I realized what was going yes. on. And, but then from like the point when the lights go out on, I was like so anxious for her. It was yeah. very effective. It was. And then yeah. I screamed when she went in that closet. I was like, don't go in the closet where the dead man was found several years ago. Like yeah. that's a terrible idea. Yeah, that was yeah, and, and you kind of see it like becoming because of that's where I was. Yeah, I was just anxious the whole time. I was like, there's gonna be a dead body in here. There's gonna be a dead body in here, yeah. and then there was. That was also so. That's interesting. Knowing now what we know about Hal Cooper and the gargoyle king because in that moment where you see Hal Cooper in front of the gargoyle king I was like they're not working together this is so weird that like he just like is the gargoyle king gonna like save her and then it's funny because it's like oh no they are actually working right, especially because the gargoyle king had just killed Kurtz to save Jughead an episode ago I was like maybe the gargoyle king's a good guy <laughs> he's just misunderstood wait do you think he killed Kurtz to save Jughead I don't know it seemed like maybe I don't know either I don't know why you would kill Kurtz Unless it was because, like, Kurtz wasn't supposed to kill Jughead and Jellybean. Yeah. And then he, like, went ahead and did that. It's kind of weird. I, I forgot to mention in that episode, it was so funny, when when Kurtz calls from his phone and then Jellybean's like, Jughead? I was like, the whole conversation was so weird. It was like, no one is suspicious of what's happening here. Yeah, that was weird. Anyway, this is the episode where we find out that Veronica doesn't own any of her businesses, which is so weird. <laughs> I don't own any of my businesses, and I thought I did. Yeah, that was that was really funny. Also, it's the first episode where we get a Sarah Florence shout out, a, a place that continues oh mattering for multiple uh, yes. episodes. That that was hilarious. I like. I was like, they're really like pushing hard into this Sarah Lawrence. I just wanted to be like for the next season that like Molly Ringwald every episode is introducing another powerful woman. I know. I was hoping every episode we would meet another one of Molly Ringwald's college friends. (laughs) It was so fun. It's funny. It's like, oh, this is why she used to be in Chicago because she just has like so many college friends at like all all around. She hates Sarah Florence. They're constantly sending her mail asking for money. She's like, please leave me alone. (laughs) That's so funny. I'm moving to Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) It was too much. Gotta get off the grid. I thought it was... 
it was funny when Jughead found out from J- Jellybean that there was a gospel, and then like four minutes later he found the gospel. I was like, wow, that was very convenient yes. that that information came out when it did. <laughs> yeah, or else you'd be like, what is this? A gospel? Huh. <laughs> Let me just throw that away now. <laughs> Do we ever know what happened to Ricky? He ran away. Okay. I guess he went to the Gargoyle King. Maybe he died. <laughs> I honestly don't Maybe know. he's going to be... Next season. Probably. Whenever we don't see someone die, they're still alive. That's yeah. the rule of thumb here. Yeah. Even if they they also might be alive, even if they're dead, like Jason. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're Jason is dead. That was weird. We'll talk about that, but that was crazy. Oh, at the end when... Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. That's the... I think that's like almost like the weirdest... Actually, no. I think the last the last image of the whole series is like... I mean, the whole season was weird. Like, I'm excited about that almost. Like, the way they led into next season. Okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm excited to talk about that. But let's 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 quickly run through this prom episode. Uh, Cheryl's whole thing about wanting to be prom queen was funny. I wish she had been wearing farm clothing the whole time, though, because it really makes the farm seem harmless when you can wear your own clothing sometimes. Yes, yeah. Like, it's, then it's not even, like, you're brainwashed full time. Yeah. It, yeah, it really, it was a weird moment because, like, Cheryl was really back in, like, Cheryl mode. And it was, like... Yeah, oh, it felt, kind of this was person. a moment where I was like, oh, I wish I wasn't watching this binge because it felt a lot more inconsistent to go like right into the next episode and now Cheryl's not dressed the same way. Yeah. Also, I think it's so funny that people keep describing people with just like two basic adjectives. They're like, did he have blonde hair and blue eyes and like a magnetic smile? And then yes. she was like, and then he was like, yeah. She was I, like, was, oh, I know who that is. It was and funny because I, I had wasn't no even idea sure who was. she was thinking of. Yes, I, I had no idea who she was talking about. And I was like, Hal Cooper? Like, I was like, <laughs> who, who are we talking about? And then it was Edgar Evernever. I was like, oh, okay. But I only guessed it was Edgar Evernever because we cut to him, but then it wasn't even him. I was like, maybe you should have gotten some more information. So funny and weird. Oh. And then the next episode, Jughead is like, blonde, uh, like brown hair, brown eyes, about 13 years old. And someone was like, yes. Like, there's only one brunette 14-year-old boy in town. Like, that's not accurate. Well, actually, there's only one 13-year-old boy, period. Besides all those Lost Boys. <laughs> oh, the Lost Boys are blonde, though. Well, yeah, let's talk about the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys are crazy. Is, is there anything else about prom? Um, oh, I thought it was so funny that... Uh, one, I thought it was a nice callback to when Josie told Archie, are there boxing scholarships? And he was like, none. And then we find this all-boxing college where everyone has to box. Yes. That was... <laughs> that was a wild like the imagination name. of the plot. That really was. That was very funny. And then I thought it was so funny when Jug- when Archie shows up to do the, the exhibition match with Fangs. And Veronica's like, he has food poisoning. And then he comes in. He's like, no, I'm still good to box. Fangs, are you ready? And Fangs is like, okay. Because <laughs> I would be very anxious to box with someone who could, like, vomit at any moment if they thought he yeah. had food poisoning. Also, that, that trip was kind of hilarious. When he just, like, tripped and fell and was, like, laying on the ground dead. I was like... This is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was glad he was okay. And his mom was so chill with him, like, forging her signature and lying. I know, she, she really like, didn't. don't do it again. I wish she, like, forgot that aspect. No, she said it. She was like, don't forge my signature and box two matches in a row and don't eat anything. <laughs> you little rascal. <laughs> and she's like, it's about your health. Your health. Yeah. I mean, I guess there was the health risk, so that was good parenting for her to prioritize that. Yes. I, I liked this episode for the most part. 
I thought that the stuff with how Chase, uh, the Black Hood was, was very scary yes. and effective. Yes. I Although agree. I was annoyed that Betty was like, this all was planned for this reason. It was like, this wasn't really your plan. Like, you were supposed to accept the crown and then give it to the Gargoyle King. Like, I don't understand why you did this different thing. Because then you weren't there to accept the crown and do the whatever that the gospel said to do. I wonder if the crown was the the note that they were just giving her. But she was supposed to be crowned homecoming queen. Yeah, that is weird. I think it was just... Maybe it was just, like, part of the gospel to just set him up. I think... Well, it's funny because Jughead and Betty kept saying this throughout the... Like, all of the different, like, trials that were going on in Griffles and Gargoyles. And they were like, oh, these people abide by rules. Like, they'll, like, they'll let us... They'll, like... If we do these things, they will be... It will be okay because they abide by the rules. And, like... The the reason they're saying that is because, like, on a game level, on a small game, like, that's the way the game works. So you have to abide by the rules for it to work in real life. But they keep getting, like, duped by everyone around them being, like, who are, like, hey, uh, we're going to kill you anyway. Or, hey, we're going <laughs> to do this instead. So it's, like, the gospel is, like, like how much is true? And that's, and that's, like, a cool point because it's, like, I don't, I don't know. It's, like... It's almost like trying to make, like, evil into a logical puzzle. And it's like, oh, there's still, like, some, like, illogical parts. There's not, like, really escaping this, you know? Yeah, and, and the people who it wound up being are not, like, particularly lawful or, like, like by the books kinds of people. Although I guess we do kind of get Penelope flashbacks where she was kind of, like, bookish and nerdy and cared about rules and yeah. doing things right. But, like, Chick Cooper, he's not, like, a law-abiding kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, I liked that thread of it, and then it was kind of a bummer that that got lost. But it got lost even in this episode. Yeah. Where the Gargoyle King is just, like, doing unrelated things. (laughs) (laughs) What if we just saw the Gargoyle King, like, baking at home? (laughs) Unrelated activities. Gargoyle King. In costume. (laughs) Yes. Oh, of course in costume. Or if it was, like, Chick, like, getting out of the costume. He just got, he's got the head off. And he's like, hard day at work, honey? Yeah. He just, like, puts up his feet. (laughs) but still in costume. Um, Last thing about this episode, I thought it was funny when Archie was like, I tried music. I was like, that didn't really fail. I feel like you should just go back to music. You don't need yeah. to be a boxer. That is I feel true. Like music therapy would be good for you. Music therapy would be great. Well, on to the next episode. On to the next episode. Woo. This episode was very funny, I thought. I liked I liked this. I did too. I liked the reveal of the organ farm. Yes. I liked and that Evelyn was like that Jughead was like with the Lost Boys. That was yes. That was like, but like the organ farm was like a worthy bad thing. Like I was like, yes. I was very like, I was like, okay, this is great. I am fa- like the farm, like as you were saying earlier, like I'm behind it now. Like I get it as a like this is cool and weird and like makes so, you know some sense. You know, like that they're trying to. Yeah, I was scared of them. I was like, oh, that's that's now. I was like, Betty, get out of there. Yeah. And then I was like, Betty, you really have to get out of here. Like you have, you don't really have proof of anything right now. I mean, she did. She took a kidney. It was like, just take that kidney to the. It's labeled. It says property. You know, it's far. Yeah. Why did like, she go back? Like, why did she go back? Like, is my question. And then she's trying to get individuals. She's like, come on, guys, we gotta go. It's like there's so many people here. Use your head. Get out of there and save them all by having someone come arrest Edgar. Yeah, because because then they can just do the thing where they and and this is well, this is funny because this is where it's almost like kind of like Jim Jones is like the ascension at the end of the season is almost kind of like. Um, comparable to like a mass suicide like with the whole uh, drink the Kool-Aid thing where it's like oh now they're all gone and they disappear but it's like they're, pro- they're probably not like dead they're, I, I, I don't really know what's going to happen with that but um, 
they, like that would have been an interesting thing to have like the cops raid them yeah and like them all be gone yeah yeah that would have been interesting if i were betty i would have gone to tony and been like tony there's a real risk that if you go in for this surgery because i know you're up next you will lose a kidney so maybe don't do that come with me and then everyone else can wait you know yeah <laughs> Well, th- that was what was interesting is I don't think Tony would have listened. Like, everyone was so into the surgeries, but Cheryl was able to listen because it was like, oh, it's your girlfriend, you know? I think that Tony would have listened. I think that anyone would have listened if you showed up with a kidney. If you were like, I just stole this kidney. It's in a box labeled property of the farm. Contains human kidney. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like, I'm worried for your surgery tomorrow. <laughs> Just, like, better safe than sorry, right? Why don't you come with me? Yeah, that we'll, makes sense. We'll see. Maybe I'm crazy, and if I'm crazy, then I'll join the farm. If I'm crazy, we can make it. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I, I did like the discovery of the kidney, and I liked the Evelyn on dialysis thing. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was funny because you just could see her through the door, and you were just like, what is she doing? And then I was like, oh, I'm on dialysis. I was like, oh, this is an interesting, like, oh, she's got a hard life too. And then it all made sense because she, like, I, I really like that. That was, like, a good clue that Betty saw, like, that's anti-rejection medication. That means you had to get a kidney recently. And then it's like, whoa. And then it was like, whoa. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Yes, I did. I liked that. I do like the idea that for a moment I was like, the whole farm exists just for Evelyn to yes. have, like, 30 kidneys. Yes. Well, that would have been But then some... it was like, oh, they're selling Well, them. that's that why sure. I was excited about the interview if at one point they had said, what's your blood type or something, you know? Oh, ooh. <laughs> But that would have been really aggressive. Like, that would have been a weird question for us. That would have been, like, too aggressive of the show to the point where you were like, okay, there's something going on with blood types and donations. Yeah, they're harvesting organs. Yeah. I mean, it would have been just, like, immediate. Like, everyone would have known. Okay, of course. It's the harvesting uh, organs storyline. <laughs> Classic organ harvesting. <laughs> the other thing that was great about this episode, I thought, was the Jughead and Evelyn and all the little boys thing. <laughs> Jughead, Evelyn, the little boys thing. The little boys thing. Wait. All these little, the lost boys, all these little homeless boys. Yes. Where are they now, too? Because they kind of just left them in the woods, I think. They were with the, the the police were taking care of Oh, yes, yes, yes. At the end. Okay, that was, yeah, that was good. I truly laughed out loud when Evelyn was like, we can't leave Jack behind. He's the youngest. I know, I know. know. Who are these people? (laughs) Well, it was great because all of these boys are so tiny looking. Like, none of them should be left behind. So it's like. But especially not Jack. He's the youngest. That's so funny. Also, why did they all end up... It's crazy that Hal Cooper was just able to, like, find them in that bus area. They were like, oh, it's Hal Well, Co-. I think that that bus is where they were all, like, chilling out. Oh, oh, he was the looking people. for that his makes... knife on the bus. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Which is kind of a creepy place to be. That was scary when Hal was on the bus, but yeah. then I was like, obviously he's going to come out the... Like, then they were like, he's going to the front. Like, Jughead always says the most obvious things as if he's the only yeah. one smart enough to perceive it's what's going yeah. on. He's like, he's going to go out the front door. Well, like, duh, he's not going to go out the back door. You just locked it. <laughs> and that's the other door. <laughs> what would be smart of him would be to go out the emergency exit, <laughs> like the window. Oh, yeah. Well, you're trying to lock the door, the front door. God, he, uh, Jughead's just so dumb. It really drives me crazy. <laughs> In the next episode, there's a moment where, like, Veronica looks faint and he was like, it's the poison. Like, yeah, it's the poison. You're so stupid. Oh, my you God. you think that that's a discovery. That's so funny. You just intuited that. Obviously, it's the poison. <laughs> <sighs> I just can't stand it. <laughs> Wait, I thought Archie said it's the poison. That was Jughead? 
No, Veronica leaned her weight on Archie, and then Jughead was like explaining to Archie. Oh my it's god, it's the poison. Like as no, if Archie actually, didn't Veronica know. just got tired, and she's like down for the count. She's gonna take a rest <laughs> quick. That's fine. What if she was like, actually, Jughead, I'm just tired. <laughs> then, then Jughead's just like, well, you're a privileged little, and then he like uses a curse word of some kind. <laughs> that would have been aggressive, Jughead. Uh, this is the episode that I didn't like. I liked everything in this episode except for the Archie and Veronica stupid plan thing. And the reintroduction of Reggie only for Veronica to dump him the next episode. Yeah, that was, that was stupid. And there was that thing where she was like, Reg, Reggie's like, I came here to tell her I want to be with her no matter what. And she said that she wants the same. And then she was like, that is what I said. If I were Reggie, it's also I would be weird like, God, you suck. I'm getting out of here. It's also weird because we, like, didn't see that scene. And I kind of want to see, like, how much she sold that or, like, believed in that when right, she said it. because it seems like she lied to him. Yeah. Per usual. Poor Reggie. Yeah, that, that really sucks. I wonder what it's going to be like for him next season. Also, where's Sweet Pea? <laughs> Is, did Sweet Pea die? Did he die? No. No. Remember no, he was he in love die. with Josie, remember? Yes. Did he leave? Did something happen? I don't know. It was the same deal, Sweet Pea and Reggie, the whole time I was like, where are they? Uh-huh. And then Reggie appeared and I was like, I wish you had just been cut from the fabric of the show because this is so rude to you. But yeah, I have no idea where Sweet Pea is. Yeah, weird. Maybe I want it to be like a hot, like over the, over the summer, there's like uh, little like cameos, like getting people excited for the next season. And it's kind of like a Hawkeye scenario where P- Sweet Pea's like, I'm still here. <laughs> I do feel, because I love Sweet Pea and Fangs' dynamic. They were, like, my favorite bros. And now Fangs is just, like, boxing and worshipping the farm king. Yeah. Weird. I thought it was funny how much Archie's mom ships him with Veronica. (laughs) Yeah, that was too much. It was like, he's a child. Stop trying to, uh, I don't know. You're trying to send him in the Navy, but then you're also trying to do this. And you're uh, really anti-boxing. But she's the girl who has literally the gambling addiction boxing stuff. And, like, the weird dad who, like, caused all your Yeah, she's, like, making him box. Yeah, it's, yeah. That was very weird to me when he was like, I just killed a man. I don't think I want to box. And she was like, get back in that ring. That's so funny. <sighs> so are we moving on to the last episode? Yeah, I think so. Oh, oh, the last thing I wanted to say was that I thought I didn't like the... I, it wasn't that I didn't like it, but it just... I was getting very heavy get out vibes. And I was like, this is kind of worse get out. With the hypnosis and the the metal balls, and then she puts oh. a c- candle in her ears to block it out. I was like, oh. Jordan Peele did this better. <laughs> oh, interesting. I kind of like that. That cool because the last episode of the series really ma- uh, the season really reminded me of that um, book, the one where they go like it's like the the most dangerous game, and they try to like the guy tries ah, to hunt yes, humans. They're- Fighting the hunting humans. Yes. Uh, I know it wasn't exactly. And he referenced, at one point they referenced Lady and the Tiger. I was like, man, you're really going through my seventh grade short story curriculum here. Wait, what's the Lady and the Tiger? Is that the one where it was like. Lady and the Tiger is like my favorite short story. It's the one where you don't know how it ends. And there's like the, the man who's dating the princess. And then he gets like arrested in the way that like prison works here is that you choose either you open a door where there's like a beautiful bride and you marry her or a, a ferocious tiger that you have to fight. Oh, and it was like, she she knew which 
door she knew that there was it, it was the most beautiful bride of all and then also the most ferocious tiger of all and it was her lover but she was very jealous and vindictive so it was like would she kill her lover so that he doesn't fight a tiger I mean, so that he doesn't marry a beautiful woman or would she want to like let him marry a beautiful woman so that he doesn't get mauled by a ferocious tiger oh whoa and you don't know which one she chooses. The short story ends when she kind of signals to him which door to choose. And then she's like, oh, do I have regret about this decision? Story over. Wow. That's interesting. I like that short story. Yeah. So wait, how was the last episode like that, like Lady and the Tiger? It wasn't like that. That was the episode before this one. The one with Jughead on the, or two episodes ago. The one with Jughead on the quest. It wasn't even really like the Lady and the Tiger, but Kurtz was like, it's like the Lady and the Tiger. Pick a box. Oh. One has a lady, one has a tiger. And then, and then you just stand. <laughs> Except in the box. I'm gonna lock you in either one. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny, and not funny. <laughs> it was just okay. That makes more sense now. I know what you're talking about. Yes, sorry. I just <laughs> this was just kind of a literary couple of episodes. <laughs> well, I, I I mean I kind of I kind of dig I kind of dig when they do like a theme like I don't know I I like I dug the kind of quests. I almost feel like this whole season there should have been a lot more. Like, this whole Dungeons and Gargoyles thing, and there should have been a lot more, like, quests, you know? But they were actually yeah, going. Yeah, I did, like... Talking around quests, but it was cool when they actually had to go on these, like, quest journey things. I liked the quest model, but since we're moving on to the next episode, I, did, I didn't I did love the quests in this last episode. Because really? it was just, like, both boys just had to fight random people. I was like, why is Jughead's task to fight Chick Cooper? Like, Jughead is not really a physical person. And he always thinks he's so and why, smart. Yeah. You should have to, like, solve a riddle. Yeah, and why Chick Cooper? Yeah, right? Like, he has, Chick Cooper has no grudge against this boy. Yeah. It was, that was weird to me. I, I think and then, it made sense for Archie. And then the Veronica thing, that was just so weird. The Veronica one I liked, except that I think it would have been more compelling all around if... Instead of, like, if she had chosen Archie as her best companion. Yeah. And then had taken the poison. For, because she and Betty just have not had a relationship this season. It was, like, yeah. very unearned for her to be like, you're my best friend. Yeah. And it would have been compelling. Because then we get this standing scene where they're just, like, they come to a stop in the middle of the woods for Archie and Veronica to say that they love each other. That yeah. could have happened in the middle of the quest if it was Archie who was up there and she took his poison or whatever. Yeah. And then he feels, like, responsible that she's, like, all week for the rest of the episode yeah also and it could be that he didn't have enough of the poison to be like affected by it but because she had so much now that like the timeline there's time pressure because she had too much poison they gotta get her to the antidote or whatever yeah that that just would have been better and instead it was like who cares about betty and veronica yeah, that also, <laughs> they barely talk that also freaked me i mean i kind of did like the little flashback to when they were doing spin the bottle in the first like episode of the first season I was like, yeah, oh, I cool. did like that. There was there were some things about this like final episode of the season that were made it feel like they were really trying to like end out a series. Like it almost made it like, oh, this was like the end game all along. Yeah, it really did. They could have just graduated at the end of it and would have been like, oh, that was kind of like a nice ending. Yeah, I mean, it was funny because and all the villains came back, even yeah. Jason. Yeah, it's like the one person we didn't really get rid of is like Cliff Blossom. Yeah, you know, I mean, like he like they talked about him though. Um, yeah. And also kind of like just... And I also, like, I wasn't excited about anything that was being set up for the future. It's like there's some more Hiram and Hermione stuff, which I'm not that excited about. Well, Cheryl's losing her mind, which I'm kind of curious about. (laughs) Yeah, that that looks cool. Also, I... And then they have to burn all their clothes. Burn all their clothes. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, wait, wait. Before that, we also have to figure out what happened to the Ascended. Also, because Alice Cooper has been working with Oh, the, that's true. I am and curious we met about Char- that. And we met Charles. We met, like, the actual I Charles. knew that was going to be Charles. That was so funny. I know, that was when funny. When she was like, do I know you? I was like, that's your brother, you yeah. dummy. <laughs> and then the best, the best part is when Jughead says, oh, that means you're also my brother. <laughs> I know, I had forgotten I, that. I had forgotten that really that shook too. me. I was, I was like, like, oh my like, god, you're like, all siblings. <laughs> 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 it was great. That was a great moment. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm excited about that and the Charles thing. But also, I'm excited. So, how are you feeling about the burning clothes? I I liked the burning clothes thing because they were really wrapping up. Like this show loves to make the four of them like the best friends, and I don't know if that really holds up. And so I kind of like seeing this right. whole thing. That's why I didn't feel earned to me that Betty and Veronica had any sort of friendship in this episode. So yes. I I do like the idea of tearing apart that friendship. Yes, it does seem like though. They'll need to be because it seems like okay, this whole next season's gonna lead to that point. So how do we get to that point? Well, and that's the and, thing that's interesting to me. And, will this be their best season ever because they know what they're going towards, or will it be a sprawling mess because they're gonna do just like a bunch of stuff and then be like, we have to end that bonfire? <laughs> yes. And is Jughead going? Is Jug- did they kill Jughead? Like, is that what happened? Like, that's the thing. I feel like it's vague enough that I don't think they know what that moment is. Where it's like Jughead's not there. We have to, but we don't have all his clothing. We just have to burn his hat. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Like, why do you have to burn Jughead's hat? Do uh, they know? I don't think they do. And then, and then after that, the last season might be them like dealing with the fallout of all of that. And then I could see, I could see them being like, okay, we're good with five seasons. Well, probably you want a hundred episodes, though. You can't get a hundred episodes, five seasons, no. Because they had that first season that was like thirteen, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess they're doing like twenty-four. Maybe maybe five seasons. Maybe if they get two more twenty four season episode seasons, they could eke out a hundred in five seasons. Yeah. Also, maybe syndication doesn't matter that much anymore. I mean, this show makes all its money from Netflix. Yeah. We I mean, just end at any time. Um. So yeah. I also, like, I don't know who's gonna syndicate this show. It can't be on a lot of networks yeah. because there's a lot of beheaded people yeah. on it. Um. So I really liked that Cheryl's. That Penelope was the uh, murderer. I, I liked it too. And I liked that, like, long term, like, she was actually helping the black... Like, it was all like, oh, she was helping the Black Hood, and that started after Jason's death because, like, Jason's death tra- kind of drove her psycho. Yeah. And it makes sense that, you know, she had trauma early on in life that it's like, yeah, it would have been nice if... They, like, I could see why she would devise this whole thing to have a group of people to hang out with. Yeah. And also to feel powerful and... and she confides in them her secret that she's going to be married to Jason Blossom or whatever. <laughs> Not Jason Blossom. What's his name? Cliff Blossom. <laughs> like, she reveals all that stuff. And they're not very supportive or helpful. I mean, they're supportive, but they're not helpful. Yeah. So maybe she's like, well, I guess I, we got to kill our principal. <laughs> this is crazy. Why did she kill Dilton's dad? I don't know. We never found out about that. No, we didn't. Hmm. Hmm. Now all the doilies are dead and no one cares about them. Yeah. So. Which is sad. I care about the doilies. I, I, I care about the doilies. Yeah, there were kind of a lot of, like, there's a lot of, it's almost like if they go back and watch the whole season, and I don't think a lot of it will stand up, like, to be like, hey, this doesn't make yes, sense. Yes, I don't think that a lot of it holds up, but it was weird having forgotten so much of it, because we were, I was watching these five episodes, like, a month after having watched any of yes. it. That I didn't, like, I'm, it, I have to be thinking about plot holes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because in the moment, I was like, sure, this wraps up kind of nicely. And, like, Chick Cooper was interesting. 
Although the, the timeline doesn't make a ton of sense that it's like we met in the woods and then he became my disciple. But then like a day later, I got arrested for serial killing. So he was like helpless and he came to... Well, the thing is Penelope. that... Penelope. Yeah, the thing is that Penelope, remember how at the beginning of this season... She was visiting Hal, like, very frequently. Yeah, I did. I liked her just shooting him in the head. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was crazy. Yeah, also, yeah, because Betty now doesn't have a person. Definitely a father. She does have the gene, though. No, I'm kidding. Um, it was it was kind of cool to see Betty in that role by the fireplace being, like, like the, the leader, being like, we won't talk, because it kind of feels like that's maybe what her, like, character was leading to a little bit. It was like... Some big show moment where she had to like control things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good? Yeah. Sorry, I'm almost falling asleep. I'm so tired. <laughs> Did I, have I been making sense this past couple of like sentences? I think so, yes. <laughs> like, I really, like, I think I was just talking right then and literally was like falling asleep as I was talking. You didn't really clarify what you were talking about, but I knew you were talking about the bonfire in the future. Yes. But maybe for a, a viewer who didn't understand, yeah. that's what she was just talking about. <laughs> I was sleep talking. And I was like, <laughs> I, could, I could have been like five minutes of me talking and sleeping, and I just like woke up out of it. I was like, oh my God. And you were just like, I was like, do you know what I mean? I was afraid you were going to be like, Stephanie, are you like uh, going, having a stroke? <laughs> or something like because it was just so <laughs> wow um so let's we should wrap up that i think but it seems like in general positive thoughts about wait, wait. the use of oh. penelope blossom yeah i liked well i liked it is that what I'm, you did you not like her no i did like it yeah, yeah. Good. I did think it was weird that Nana Rose was like, she's been planning this I for know, weeks. I, I was like, why Nana are you Rose, sitting on this information? Come on, where were you? Where were you? <laughs> Nana Rose is like the weirdest ally. If you ask her directly, like, who committed this crime, she'll tell you, but she will not make any moves to share that information until explicitly asked. And then there's no prodding at all. Like, she's like, do you know who killed this person? And she's like, yes, I've known for months. Uh, they should have made her, like, do mute it. or something, like, this season, and then, like, finally, like, let's be able to talk or something. <laughs> also, because, wait, because she's the Nana who like adopted Penelope in as a child bride, right? Oh, is that true? Yeah, that's so weird. What a crazy lady. Yeah, I think it is true, yeah. How strange. Well Yeah, because they had the same parents. So Yeah. Nana Rose, what's her deal? <laughs> Maybe she learned in her old age. She was like, this is the See, monster. See that's the kind I of thing that falls apart with scrutiny. It's like it doesn't yeah. really make sense no. that this one ally also is the person who's responsible <laughs> for purchasing a child bride. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Also, I didn't really understand Tony's relationship with the pretty poisons. Like, are you still leading this gang even though I, you're in the farm? And they're not mad that you like left them for the farm? I mean, I think they were just there to defend her that day. And then I think as soon as like the two of them had left the farm, like she was gonna come back. Like I think it was implied that like she was going back to the pretty poisons now. But that like they were doing that as a favor for her and like we care about these people, they're part of our school, let's not let them die, you know? Right, but is Peaches in charge of the pretty poisons now? That the second woman in command? Yes, I think so. Oh, cool. Good for her. Yeah. She's awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, the end. Oh, and the last thing is that um Cheryl is talking to her brother's corpse. That's crazy. But, but yes, and also like tying his mouth in a weird way. I think that that had already happened. What was weird was that it seemed like they had extracted organs from his embalmed dead body, which just seems oh my useless. Gosh. That's gross. 
Gross. Because it was like they were grave robbing him, right? Unless they, unless it was that his body had been exhumed so that she would hallucinate talking to it. Like that's what she was hallucinating yeah. around. I didn't really know. Well, we'll see next season. I hope this isn't like a, a Josie thing where we see Cheryl do something weird and then we don't talk about it. And then like eight months later, it's like, oh, this whole time she's had Jason's corpse in her bedroom. <laughs> and we knew, we knew about this a long time ago, but we never mentioned it again. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's exactly what this show will do. <laughs> Um, so I say we give this whole season a 7 out of 10. <laughs> that, I think that's a pretty good scoring. Sorry, I think I fell asleep again. I'm really out for the count, Jackie. Okay, that's the end of this episode. <laughs> no, seven, no, but seven, 7 out of 10. So was, it, was I responsive? What did you say before I think we should give this a 7 out of 10? Uh, I don't think I said anything. Oh, okay, good, okay. I feel like I'm, I want to be a good co-host, <laughs> but whoa, I'm, I'm just like tired. But yeah, 7 and out of 10 I think us- is a... What? I was going to say, and that brings us to the end of our episode again. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Riverdames Pod. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Stephanopolis18. You can follow me on Twitter at Jackie Freck. Uh, we might not talk about Riverdame, Riverdale again on this podcast, uh, but we might. We'll see. We'll keep you posted. But for now, our next episode will be part of our fast and furious summer series yeah. so we'll watch the first fast and furious movie and talk about it sometime in the coming weeks my vote for riverdale is we like do a like half season thing every every like yeah so maybe we'll do little binges of riverdale yeah. again okay sounds fun well nice i love you jackie i love you stephanie and this was an amazing time to maybe our last riverdale probably not but yeah fun times our last our last riverdames episode of season three of riverdale yes that that much it definitely is Yes. Well, that was a great way to end. <laughs> I'm against child brides, and I'm pro-podcast. Yes. Don't sell your child into slavery. Don't. Love you. <laughs> I love you, Jackie. Bye, and good night, guys.